BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, Spank, dealing with a mopey master, and man, it's cold out there. Erotic Awakening is sponsored by the Submissive Guide, helping submissives understand themselves and the service they wish to provide, from sexual to domestic, personal assistant to pain slut, and everything in between. Dawn, that's me, says it's one of the <laughs> best online resources for submissives on the web. You can find them online at submissivesguide.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. It's cold out there. It's amazingly cold out there. And, um, yeah, we just got back from Toronto and Edmonton. You would think we'd be saying, ooh, I'm glad we're back in Ohio. But uh, <laughs> it's cold out there. It's just as cold here <laughs> as it was there. Although I'd certainly feel for all the people that were stuck in Toronto and Edmonton, like we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were stuck in our little trip back from the fantastic Lupercalia event. We uh, made it to the airport on time, but once our plane left from Edmonton to Toronto, they had to put us in a hotel overnight. They did. They did. So it was cold waiting outside for the shuttle. And, man, I felt at least we got put up in a hotel. I felt bad for the people I had to hang around in the in the airport mm-hmm. trying to get, catch connecting flights. So we already knew we were going to miss ours. So they put us up overnight, and we finished our trip this morning. Yay. But it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Regardless of being... Uh, under the weather. <laughs> we're probably coughing through the whole podcast. But a little under the weather. But we always have a great time at Lupercalia up in Edmonton. So the people are fantastic. And our classes went really, really well. We They, they did indeed. And um, it just so happens that me having a little bit of a, a cold or whatever it is that I have goes well with <laughs> the, the topic today. The Although we'll get into that in just a moment. Um, we're also going to be talking later uh uh, with actually, we recorded something with Barrick and Sheba when you, I, and they left. We all went to see Fifty Shades the other day, and I don't mean Fifty Shades of Grey the movie. Mm-mm. I mean Spank, the parody of the Fifty Shades uh, book it was that was on awesome. a stage show with three people. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. It was it was actually much better than I expected. So that's going to be good because our um, letter for today is E which is entertainment, which is how that interview comes into play. Ah, we is that how we work that in there? Exactly. You've read uh, some of the classical BDSM books. I have. I have. Classical as in The Story of O. The Story of O is certainly one, although I have not read The Story of O. Have you read The Story of O? I remember I I've seen the French movie and I've seen a part I of the Hustler the piece books, of shit. So I want to say... <laughs> I had the book of Story of O, so uh-huh. I want to say I did read it, but I think it is the movie that I remember more. And certainly um, some Anne Rice, mm-hmm. such as Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yes. So, and those, yep, read some of those, hot, hot, hot. And you know what? I will even put gore. I read some of the gore sure. series in there as well. So, you know, might as well lump them in together, but I've definitely done some fantasy reading. <laughs> uh, so for all you people that are suggesting that the Fifty Shades of Grey is going to change the community and bring in all these looky-loos, 
Um, it's been going on for years and years and years and years. These yeah, pe- all kinds erotic of fiction or movies have come out that have drawn people into the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Just so happens Fifty Shades has hit a bigger swath of people, but meh, right. who cares? So, yeah, it'll bring some people in and some people will stay. And I'm going to tell you what, actually, at um, the last Submissive Roundtable, mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey was brought up and um, there was more than a few people. Well, there was more than a few people that are now part of the community because they found us through Fifty Shades mm-hmm. of Grey. Because so, that actually came out, what, a couple of years ago now? I think it's been a year or so. Yeah, I, I don't it would have taken them that long to put the movie together. So I'm thinking the book's been out sure. for, for quite a while. So, And that's why these some of these new people are in. I met a girl at Lupercalia. That, that's what she said. I, I got here. You know, I've thought about this stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. But after I read a certain fictional book, I decided to <laughs> research it for real and see how real this stuff could be. And that letter to... Um, Coming to Lupercalia, a, a three-day event in Edmonton, Alberta. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, letter to that homecoming. So must be a good thing. Must be a good thing. So, so yeah. here I am coughing all into the microphone and such. <laughs> Let's get into that question of the day. We're going to modify it just a smidgen. Okay. Um, in that, I, there's one part that I want to bring into highlight. So our question of the day is from a, uh, a listener who writes in, Everybody has bad days. How should I respond when my master is down and depressed? Uh, as a slave who desperately wants her master to be happy, how do I avoid getting pulled down just as far when it's not something I can control? And Don, uh, we'll rely on your expertise on this. Uh, I want the part that I want to stick with is here we're using, you know down and depressed. Mm-hmm. We're not speaking about clinical depression. Right. How you deal with master when he's clinically depressed is get him to a professional. Right. Hopefully. <coughs> so. But, but whether it's emotionally down. Uh, physically down, or do you want to handle those as separate topics? No, I think it's it's kind of all the same. Um, I know when you're down, because you go through your moments, so when you're down, and sometimes I just have to make myself available to you, but not... Um, Oh, not nagging mom mode, you know? So, you know, I'll ask you if something's wrong and, you know, and I'll mention, you know, I feel the shift in energy and is there anything that I can do and things like that. Now, the trick is, is that for you and I to function as a couple and a couple in a power exchange relationship, that's kind of hard to do if we're both down at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I easily can pick up your emotions and feed into those emotions. As in, if you're depressed, it would be very easy for me to get depressed as well. Right? So I have to actually talk to myself and remind myself that if you're down and depressed, one of us needs to be functional. So to lend the support that I can to you while you're down by asking if there's anything that I can do by not giving you extra work, and having to take care of me because now I'm, you know, depressed as well, things like that. So I will absolutely mention a doctor if it's needed. I will then do my best to take care of the unit until you're back on your feet. So it sounds like uh, a little bit of your philosophy is that you have to put on your big girl panties. and, Mm -hmm. and, And it does, actually, it's kind of like a mom mode, isn't it? You know, you you put the needs of others first. You put on a brave face. You get mm-hmm. everybody else taken care of. Mm-hmm. I think so. Though I also realize that um, I don't like mom mode. I like slave the rock. 
<laughs> mode. So, you know, and take care of you as I can and give you the space to where you can come back and things are waiting for you. So now there have been times that it doesn't matter if I put on my big girl panties or not. I still travel down the rabbit hole with you for mm-hmm. a little while and then we have to help each other out. So, but um, for the most part, and that's because you're not a clinically depressed person. You go through bouts and moments but it's nothing that'll spiral down way too deep. At least that's our experience so far. So Let's hope it keeps that way. Let's hope it keeps that way. But that would be my recommendation. I mean, and then over the weekend, you know, you were sick. It wasn't depressed, but you were sick. And that shifted things up a little bit. So in the airport, instead of you trying to tough it out and making all the decisions, you looked at me and told me to drive. You know, and then that's my responsibility is make sure we get to the right gate, make sure we get there on time, make sure you've got some food, you know, things like that. So, and that's just what I do to be your rock when you're down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the I think that makes total sense to me, the idea that, I understand the, the question, though, where it's it's hard not to let yourself be pulled into that, sucked into that, Absolutely. especially when you rely on the master to be that rock mm-hmm. um but the reality is just like our, our listener wrote in everybody is human everybody has bad right. days um you know hopefully the master takes that perspective and, and gives you that trust to say you know i i did that part where i said look i'm sick you drive mm-hmm. and i meant that you know through the airport through right. the thing you make the decisions um and I'll be back when I'm able to. And know? I still see that as giving you a service. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I didn't take the power from you or anything like that. I was still giving you a service and absolutely, you know, enjoyed the fact that you trusted me enough to do that. So this is the first time I think we've been to the airport where I was leading the way and I had to keep looking over my shoulder to make sure you were still behind me. The one time that I took <laughs> over, the, other the one time I took over, I walked us right past the... <laughs> turn that we had to make and I was like alright go back to driving <laughs> if you have a question of the day for us you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways including email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com or just use the got comment form on our webpage which is at eroticawakening.com or you could try the good old oh why not try twitter we're Dan and Dawn on twitter we don't tweet a lot though we don't tweet a lot but that's okay so and then we always love to hear people's voices so 614-414-2072 other ways to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes link to the newsletter and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com speaking of places we'll be presenting uh we will be in texas in the upcoming weeks we will we will be in chicago in the upcoming weeks we'll be in cleveland this saturday we'll be in cleveland this saturday we will not be in tulsa oklahoma anytime soon we had a listener write in and said hey i'm looking forward to the event out there the event's been postponed at this time Mm -hmm. so uh, stay tuned for more info about that. Indeed. So now we do have a new subscriber to the newsletter, Noah in Wisconsin, which is good <laughs> because I just sent out the newsletter yesterday. I skipped January. I sent out February's yesterday, and we had five unsubscribers. Almost, it was a five this time. It was five wow. this time. It's usually one or two. It must so. been a really <laughs> shitty newsletter. What I do you guess think? so. Well, I mentioned that Power Exchange Summit's coming up. And I mentioned that Columbus is getting a new dedicated space to take the place of the room. We should probably talk about that sometime We soon. probably should, because we are actually um, crowdfunding the beginning part of that. 
So, and um, we should probably get that address out there so that people know where they can go to help support the new project. Absolutely. We'll get around to that one day. Indeed. But now we have to tell you that uh, Tamaria, or Tamari, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, not only did they send in some tentacle links to you in the way of candle holders. Mm -hmm. I saw that. They're beautiful. But uh, they also wrote me uh, on FET and said... um, in our conversation, they pulled this. I pulled this line out on the pod. They said to their partner on the podcast I listened to today. My good friends Dan and Don said blah blah blah. I just thought that was the nicest thing mm-hmm. uh, that somebody that we are perceived that way. It's it's actually kind of neat. I know I talked to. Um, there is a couple that come to the room a lot, and and um, oh my goodness, do I have permission? I probably. I don't know. I haven't asked permission to say their names. But anyway, there's this couple that comes to the room. And they were visiting another couple down in Louisiana and had taken our book. And they could literally say as well, our good friends. Because they hang out with us at the room and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, so that's, that is kind of neat, though. Well, you know what all of our good friends do? What's that? Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by K.J. Canes, home of the original designer, glow-in-the-dark and light-up canes. It is so you're wondering where the tie-in is to <laughs> yes. what do our good friends do? They yes, support us by Absolutely. buying canes when they when they want to buy canes mm-hmm. by KJ Canes. KJ Canes has been listening to their new promo, and this is the third time in, and we've yet to really get a clean one yet. KJ Canes is where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They've got the biggest selection of canes on the net. And it's more than canes. Check out the great selection of hand-poured low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with a discount code DANANDDAWN15. I found out the other day, Dawn, that some people just don't like the FET life. What? Yeah, yeah, you would... (laughs) I, it's not that big surprise to me. Now, I've seen, when Fit Like first started to get really popular, there was a couple knockoff sites. Mm-hmm. None of them that did particularly well. Um, but if you do use the Fit Life, did you know there are Dan and Dawn related fetishes on Fit Life? Well, I've heard of one recently. <laughs> well, one fetish, there's a, so with, for those not familiar with Fet Life, you sign up for Fet Life and you can identify these are the things I'm into, right? Uh-huh. So you could say, um, you could choose the fetish of spanking, and you select, I am into everything to do about it, or I'm curious about it. Right. Could be giving, could be receiving. Um, so you could set this up for, and say, spanking, right? That's your fetish. Uh-huh. There's one fetish called Dan and Dawn. I didn't know we are a, a fetish, so that's fine. That's kind of <laughs> nice, actually. But your giggle, which we just heard just then. Oh, no. That's a fetish on FetLife as well. <laughs> nice. I see you have another one listed here, though. I like this one, too, yeah. I might have to go check this one off. <laughs> There's a uh, fetish called that's getting your boobs signed by Dan and Dawn. That's only happened once, so do we only have one person that has that as a fetish? Well, we may <gasps> only have one person who has that as, has, had, has done that, but it doesn't mean that they're the only person who fantasize or fetishizes. So what happens if they check that as a fetish? Do we... Hunt them down hunt them and sign down them. And sign their boobs. Sneak into their window at night and just sign the fuck With out the of their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then they wake up. <gasps> I've been signed. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I, you're more of the tooth fairy version of it. I was the more of the sneaky stalker version of it. Either way, it's probably a poor idea. Probably a poor idea. 
So awesome, awesome. We've got a lot of, um, you know what? I did something really weird that I don't usually do. Um, and I went and checked like all the names that have liked us this week on Facebook. Because mm-hmm. there's been a lot. Okay. Do you want to go through the list really fast? I don't think we normally went through the Facebook likes. We don't usually, so but I think we can do it really fast. All right. Let's see how fast we can do it. You okay. start. Michelle. Blaine. David. Ms. Peaches. Author Michelle Warren. Laura. Daniel. Walter. Rosalind. Sarah. Daniel. Welch. Isa. Oh, very good. <laughs> Lorna. David. Kelly. Jonathan. Have all looked us on Facebook? Indeed. Well, that was nice of them. It was absolutely nice of them. So the Facebook's getting out there more and more, so that's kind of neat. So what is this thing about uh, Slave H found us? What? I didn't. I don't think I put it in there. Do you? I don't. Maybe I put it on there. But according to this note by our crack research team, uh-huh. Slave H says she found us, and we told her it was okay to be kinky and uh, to be involved in power exchange. Meaning, she found the podcast and hasn't looked back since then. It's always nice when people reach out to us and say things like that. Let us know that. Um, there's some value, some benefit that they get from the podcast as it continues, even though we do have our KJ Canes and our other advertisers. We appreciate that. It keeps us from having to pay for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a labor of love. And we just had this conversation with a couple other <coughs> excuse me, power couples in the neighborhood right? Um, about whether, you know, wait, is, it, is it just the labor for love? And for us, the podcast absolutely is. Labor of love, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure Slave H wrote me through um, email, and I still owe them a reply. So if they're <laughs> listening, I will be replying. Um, yeah, there is absolutely an email that I have to reply to, come to think of it. So very powerful. And sometimes those emails, um, you know, don't take it personally if I don't write you back right away. Sometimes I'll read an email and it's just so powerful and it hits me that I am wordless mm. for mm. a little bit. And I have to sit and let it percolate so that I respond in such a way that it's um, recognizing the depth of right. what was given to me. Yeah. So it's not just a, hey, thanks for writing. So it depends on when you you check your f- mail on your phone. There's some things you just don't reply to. Just then. don't reply nope, to right then. So, yeah, absolutely owe them an email back. So I see that the, uh, the TK1972 reached out to say hi on FET. So TK1972, you hi back to you. Indeed. So, and Kappa from Chicago. Did you uh, get any play at... Lupercalia? You know, I did not, but I was supposed to. Yes. So, and um, I did my, um, I was going to say I did my due diligence in trying to find the person again on the night that it was supposed to be mm-hmm. set up for. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I was really looking forward to, to playing with them. I had played with them two years ago, and I don't remember their FET name. I know it starts with a K, um, and, and I know the picture. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I was looking forward to playing with them. The last time we played... And then their girlfriend got sick, so they ended up Couldn't not, not right, coming right. back. But um, two years ago, we played with Electric, uh-huh. and he had a Freddy Krueger glove. And this year, when he asked me to play, he had stepped it up, and he's got a Wolverine claw. <laughs> so it was going to be a Freddy Krueger glove yeah. and a Wolverine <clears throat> claw with, with the violent wand. It's kind of funny <laughs> that two years ago, you, were gonna, you played with this person, and you are going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, I played with someone, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> via the silent auction, we uh, put ourselves up in the silent auction, so that which was going to benefit the Western Power Exchange contest couple. Right. Um, and as it was, I did start to get sick uh, Saturday, 
Yeah. I recognized that. I said I asked them to pull my pull us mm-hmm. out of the auction so I can get some extra sleep because we had additional classes and stuff on Sunday. Right. But it was somebody that I played with two years ago as well at right. Lupercalia. Yeah. So it would have been great for us both to have a weekend of continuation of scenes versus it would have. sickness Instead causing of getting two sick scenes and, being canceled. Exactly, exactly. So and she's a sweetheart too. That that would have been a that would have been a kick ass scene. It's <laughs> really funny so. um, <laughs> thinking about the scene it wasn't until Sunday when you told me who won the scene that mm-hmm. I really, you know, stepped back and put two and two together. And I looked through my old email and I said, oh, this is, oh, now I, you know, I clearly recall that scene being one of the better, the probably, I think it was my favorite scene of the year. Yeah. And I had one other good scene in the last couple of years that comes to my mind, maybe. But it was absolutely, it was one of those times where... Um, I don't really do pickup play. Right. But when I do scene with people, there's, we are not so much on, on the physical aspect of what is your skill, but mm-hmm. as the, do the people flow together? Do they have a nice dance together? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is somebody who, wonderful energy exchange in the middle of that scene. And um, yeah, having, being sick sucks. I know, I know. I got to chat with her for a lot of the weekend, so we had a really good conversation. I think I may have talked her into coming down here, so maybe you, me, us, or whatever can have a a private scene. (laughs) I'm fine with that. I like that little giggle there. That's that giggle that makes people fetish. Awesome. You know what? We actually did... Um, the classes over the weekend, we actually did a couple of my favorites. Well, we did the flirting class, and, and then, that's a good warm-up. And I really like it when they schedule the flirting class early on the into the weekend the because that gives people the opportunity to practice flirting. Right, right. So loved that class. And then Saturday, you did the Master Hank class. <laughs> I love that class. I'm so glad you get to do it again for South Plains. And that's going to be a very different experience because it's a different uh, different different crowd that crowd, goes there. Yes, but the the class itself is I am a delicate, delicate flower. flower. Treat me like the gift I am. Treat my submission like the gifted I am, and other bullshit that Master Hank doesn't tolerate. Yes, and I love when Master Hank comes out. So <laughs> he is a tough dude. So his voice makes me melt. <laughs> so and then we did. Um, Slutty sex for real relationships, relationships. And that one's always fun. So, yeah. Now, Now, see, that's another one that I kind of like having in the beginning of the weekend. Mm -hmm. Because if you are looking for a little... Slutty play. Slutty play. It Mm kind of lets people know you're... Yeah, available. Availability for it. And and um, kind of gives you permission to be a little risky with Mm -hmm. the type of stuff that you want to try once you hear our stories and and things like that and and how to do the aftercare and all that type of stuff. (gasps) Though we ended up leaving yesterday. The event wasn't over with until this morning. Right. So they still had one more night. Happy family day to those of us in Alberta. (laughs) So they still had another night to practice their sluttiness. That's true. So, but, um, yay. And though I'm still thinking of Master Hank's class. Oh, my God. So that class, it's just so, uh, that class. You should explain the class a little bit. That's what I'm thinking. So that class to me is, um, we label it as Dan's alter ego, Master Hank, that comes out. Right. Because you have Dan the Buddhist, you know, compassion and things like that, you know, and you've got Master Dan and you've got Master Hank. And Master Hank is like his alter ego, the one that doesn't take any bullshit from his slaves. Master Dan is kind of 
you know, who is sitting in front of me is, is the middle of those two. You know what I mean? So he goes into his master Hank ego and it is very much about empowering masters and teaching masters, you know, how to be instinctive with how they run their relationship. And it is just really neat. It's about how to find those confidence boosters and how to keep your uh, master self from being emasculated from, you know, the vanilla society saying everything's supposed to be egalitarian and 50-50 and, you know, and just, you know, a lot of people are about walking on eggshells around their submissives or, Mm -hmm. you know, playing the game of playing chess and, and you have to read the book for me to explain that one a little bit better. But, um, you know, just things like that. I like when Master Hank comes out and says, you are not a delicate flower. You are a strong human being, and I want my slave to be a strong human being, and here's what I expect. Mm-hmm. And then grabs my hair and puts me on my knees. <laughs> Wet. Right. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'd like to think of myself as a motivational speaker on the <laughs> Absolutely. So, and then went right into slut play. And sometimes Master Hank is needed for the slut play to happen. But it's neat, you know, because the the terminology master slave can mean anything to anybody nowadays. The master slave, and again, we'll go all the way back to our entertainment. The master slave relationship in, in Fifty Shades and Gray. Um, yeah, and East of Eden, for right. example, mm-hmm. um, very different than what a lot of people um, perceive as realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, the master-slave relationships or the power exchange dynamics in Sleeping Beauty are far from realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flip side is that you don't, you don't want to so go so far away from it that masters are not, do not have the right to punish their slaves. And masters that do not um, accept and claim responsibility for the actions of their slaves. Um, for me, that's that soft and cuddly power exchange that's more fluff than mm-hmm. substance. Substance, yeah. Something now, like that. doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad, but we can only um, express what our experience is in the you know uh, what what does it take to be a fifteen year power exchange relationship. Right. You know, well, it's a level of commitment. It's a level of, and if you're not going to have that level of commitment, the MS part, the power exchange part is going to float away. Float away. Um, and you'll start that focus of, well, I'll just find somebody new, blah, 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 blah. And then you start the Velcro collar routine. So, yeah, and we've talked about that before. And it's, indeed. We should probably do that for V. Velcro, Velcro collar is <laughs> not bad. I can't think of any kinks for V. Well, I take that back. <laughs> I bet there are. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up next, all kinds of good stuff. But all kinds of good stuff. You'll have to go find out for yourself. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Indeed. Which is another way of saying I'm not exactly sure what they have coming up next. We just finished Winter Wickedness not too long ago. I'm sure they've got something else on the burner already. Oh, absolutely. Though. Absolutely. So... Great. Winding down just a little bit. So, but before we do, before we get into our um, um, end thing that we're putting on here, we would like to get the word out about the Erotic Awakening podcast. So if you could go out there and rate us on iTunes or tweet about us, like us on Facebook, or more importantly, tell your friends. Exactly. So now we're going to slap in some audio. This is a uh, conversation. (coughs) 
It is actually an episode of our other podcast, mm -hmm. Three, Three Thumbs, Thumbs Up. Up, which is the polyamory review mm -hmm. of... Entertainment. Entertainment. Or we could call it five thumbs up this time. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. We have just left the Spank, a parody of Fifty Shades of Grey, and special guest on the podcast today. It's Barak and Sheba from the Kinky and Curious podcast, as well as the few other things that you guys do. <laughs> and we're going to put our thumbs in whatever places you let us. <laughs> extra thumbs there going. Needs five to be a thumbs. About that. <laughs> yes, we'll do a contract. Negotiation. Yes. Because I, as, as I learned about Christianity from Jesus Christ Superstar, I just learned everything I need to know about BDSM from Spank. The Fifty Shades Parody. Not. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, the, the funny thing is, that I, I want to start if, if, with uh, Barak and Sheba. You guys are pretty involved in the whole BDSM thing. Uh, what did you guys think of it? I actually liked it a lot. And the reason I liked it a lot is because I had a different view. I went out at the halftime, whatever they call that, the intermission, yeah. and had a cigarette. And there were lots of women out there giggling and tittering and talking about <laughs> Fifty Shades and how they felt about the guy who was playing <laughs> Christian Grey. And they were having a good time talking about it and about how they wanted to go home and have their husband spank them. Oh, awesome. nice. Did, awesome. you, did you hand out business cards? Um, I did. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> See, I was a little worried going into it, though, because I was like, okay, is this going to be a parody about the book or about the lifestyle? And it was definitely about, it was about the book. Definitely about yeah, yeah. the yeah. book. Yes. So, yay. And, and mostly about the author. Right. Yes. 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 Which I thought was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and it was a predominantly female crowd. Yes, I there would say. Having a great time, there. but there mm -hmm. are a few guys... The one guy who had to actually answer the question yeah. <laughs> about anal. Yes. Yes, anal. Yeah. Always. I, I was, you know, I, I'll tell you, I was, I, was really, I was really excited about it. And the reason I was excited about it is because not only is, is, is kink, and, kink and, and BDSM and spanking and all that um, socially acceptable, but it's, it's, now, it's now like not, not only not verboten, but now you can just make fun of it and, and enjoy... Right. You know, it's yes. like it's like light. And, this is like BDSM or kink light. Did yeah. you notice the the demographic of ages that were around you where, where you were sitting? Yes, there was uh, a wide range. Up, yeah. We were in the nosebleed seats, by there the way, waving range. at Barak and Sheba on the floor. Fourth <laughs> <laughs> well, row, you said. Good view of the uh, song. We got that. We, you know, and, and the tickets. I mean, even the tickets we got weren't that expensive. Right. Yeah. You know, we got really cheap tickets but they were great seats um because there was like a groupon or something yeah we got the groupon uh -huh, yeah, too how did we end up in the balcony um, we got our seats for like like i don't know 40 bucks or something like that yeah i, was, I blew hugh handsome oh that was it that was right, it, right. That was it. Uh, but you're right you're right there was a, a range of elderly all the way through oh, young absolutely yes the people next to us were just like joking back and forth about what was happening on the stage and they had to have been like in their late 50s yeah and it was so cute yeah. to watch them kind of you know I you knew they were going to go home and have some great sex <laughs> I loved the interactiveness of the between the actors and the crowd mm -hmm. yes that, that was, was that was a good I like the minimalistic stage 
Yeah. I mean, there was very few props. It very wasn't few. overdone. Yep. It was yep. all about the people doing the acting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three so. three actors total. Yep. Right. I, I, I tell you, I really enjoyed the the the. I mean, I I am not very. I'm I'm fond of the books in terms of the way they're presented and, and in terms of the, the um, you know, what it's done for the community, but I'm not very fond of the actual literature. The, right, the, you know, right. The, 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 the books are written at like almost a fifth grade level. Oh, they're and, horrible. Oh, yeah. The literature is horrible. You know, from a standpoint of grammar and, and literature, I'm just yeah. like going, oh my, really? People, you know, this took off like that? Holy crap. Well, right. but it was yeah. funny because they made fun of it. Yeah. And, yeah. It said, and the girl said whatever it was, and then it said, no, she mumbled it. And they got a holy crap in there because that was the thing that I couldn't get through was all the holy cow, holy crap, holy. <laughs> and they got one of those the way in. they portrayed Christian Grey as Batman. <laughs> I didn't I that. I didn't that either, but that was perfect. <laughs> She tripped over the kid's toy, and that's how she came up with the head character. Well, and, 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 and that whole thing, that whole thing about the fan fiction part. And it, right. Yeah. Just, I mean, it was just so great. That oh, my God. It was so right Tim on. Tim the Tool Man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, I, I liked it. it was, so it was a little comedy musical. I, when I, the reviews that I read said it was kind of a one-joke uh stage production and I guess it was in a way but I thought it kept going well the whole time I was never bored uh -uh. Mm -hmm. the uh, the songs hit well mm -hmm. um, the songs were hilarious did you have mm -hmm. a favorite song uh, oh, oh yeah pure imagination yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I, I liked his uh, you know his his guitar his guitar uh, yes I actually I liked yeah. that one too yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a little tired of, and they did a good job of making it regional, right? So they mentioned some Ohio things like Obets and such, but I really got a little tired of OH. I O. <laughs> <laughs> and does anyone know whose basement is the panel basement in Obets? <laughs> no, but I want to find it. Because it sounds really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to give paw ratings. Uh, yes, so the way that this works uh, for Barak and Sheba, um, it's... What is it? One a scale of one to five, one to paws, five paws with in honor five, of Ginger. Oh, Ginger the Polly Puppy. <laughs> yes, with five being the highest rating. So, um, uh, does it have categories or just overall? No, just, just overall. overall. Just overall. overall. Okay. Dan, why don't you start for an example? Well, I found the the theater itself, the Southern Theater, fantastic. We did have the cheap seats, and they were fantastic seats. The sound quality was great. Um, I thought it was well done. I liked the minimal aspect. I kept laughing the whole way through. Uh, I can't admit it's nothing I'd go back to, but I'm gonna go four paws. Cool. That's about what I'm thinking is about four paws. But I don't know if my hearing is off or what. But during some of the singing, I couldn't understand the words they were saying. Yeah, like if people started laughing, it totally overrode yeah. anything that we heard. So I don't know if that was the speakers or whatever. But I mean, I'll give it four paws. I, there was times that I thought, oh, okay, they're about done, and then bust out laughing. You know, so good stuff. I really enjoyed myself. I got to tell you, I laughed and laughed and laughed at almost everything that they did. It could have been because I had a glass of champagne. <laughs> two, 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 glasses. two glasses. Oh, two glasses. Champagne. glasses of champagne. I forgot the second one. <laughs> but I'm gonna give it five paws. <laughs> I will have to go. I because I I love I love a show. I, I just love a show. And I will go. I mean, it 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 was. Uh, 
it, it ranked up there with some of the professional productions I've seen, but it, it certainly wasn't, you know, like the Jersey Boys or, or Wicked okay. or something like that, that, that are real productions. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with Four Paws myself. Yeah, mm. I'm going with four paws too for all the reasons that that the Don and Dan. Yeah, we needed champagne. Yes. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I laughed. It was well done. I loved the songs, but I'm also four paws because there were pieces that I missed because I couldn't hear it over the laughter. So for that reason alone, I'm gonna go four paws. Any poly aspect to this thing at all? Besides you being smacked because you came in with two Oh, windows. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when we came into the theater, uh, the woman, she took our tickets. She took one, then two. Then she says, oh, all the three of you are together. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, oh, two women. Aren't you the lucky one? I said, no, nah, it's a lot of work. And then <laughs> smack, smack. And I'm getting hit all well, of a so sudden. So I hit, I hit no, him. And, the woman's, and then the woman says, there's two of you. You should hit him twice. I'm like, okay. So I hit him Well, Sheba and I both missed our poly meeting tonight to go to <laughs> right. the show. So there's a poly yeah. aspect there. We all missed it. We yeah. all missed it. I didn't prospect showing up. Oh, I did sorry. too. <laughs> I actually had a date set up for Bob's bar that I'm missing. So, so the poly aspect of this is regardless of the fact, and, and this is the first episode since uh, Don, Karen, and myself have been featured in a article about polyamory he, on 614 Magazine. And uh, uh, Sheba, aren't you on the board of Poly Columbus? I am. I'm the deputy director of Poly Columbus. So the poly aspect is that we all blew off polyamory to go see the show. <laughs> and um, oh, that's horrible. Karen yes. is the executive director of Poly. <laughs> I was gonna let you skate, actually. I was, I was gonna let you skate. Well, so the so the so the yeah. They're in good hands. They're in good hands. Yes. They're in good hands. My co-leader, my co-leader is leading and. I my, already had a text. It was a smashing success. Yeah. Good. Well, and, so. and I look at this as kind of a post-wicked, um, uh, post-wicked, you know. Release put, of release, laughter. Release of, yeah. of energy. And then, mm-hmm. then so. Tomorrow we, come the tears. Right. 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 Tomorrow comes the tears. <laughs> and I think that tonight I will claim the uh, official ending of the podcast. That's going to be it. Tomorrow comes the tears. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast, American Sheba. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Finish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with a party immediately following. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Porter's Pub in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. in the room at the Columbus Insight Center. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH, or you can follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>